with NEC members participating in full. What came out of that discussion is the fact that one who acknowledged that 62.15% victory is an overwhelming victory. Therefore, it's a strong mandate for the ANC to implement what its commitment in the manifesto. So that is that was the first thing. But we also noted the fact that if it was not for the hard work of leadership, membership, volunteers of the ANC would have sunk in the hole because of many forces that were against us during this election, from left and right, everybody that punched at, uh, at the ANC. It was hard work that gave us the result. We also noted the fact that uh, there was a decline in terms of electoral support that we have received. We are just under where we were in 1994. That is, uh, but uh, 62.15 is not uh, a loss, is not a loss, but uh, an overwhelming victory. And the decline, we also identified features of that decline. The first one was that the target by the opposition party is mainly the DA of the economic centers, not necessarily rural areas. Rural areas were doing exceptionally well, but when you go to the major cities and metros, there is an, a concerted effort to take over economic centers. And we saw that as a threat in the sense that it, it is uh, talking to the reality of we can have the political power, but we must not have the economic power. And we're taking it quite seriously. We look in particular metros, uh, uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, Tuane, we didn't do well at all on those. Tuane is quite marginal. The rest of the metros were doing relatively well. Uh, of course, we must still work hard to regain control of the of Cape Town. Mm. Now, I see you've, you have given close attention to issues relating to improving performance of local government. The issue of cadre deployment came up particularly, and you spoke about, uh, you know, cadres, uh, people being appointed to positions uh, by means of them being competent to hold those positions. And I think many people will concur with that sentiment, but they will ask, when will it come to pass, Mr. Mantashe? No, no, but, but the, the, the issue is that I think the term cadre development, <clears throat> There's a great effort to make it a swear word. There's nothing wrong with cadre development, uh, deployment. Mm. Because cadre deployment means uh, you are reconciling uh, the, 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 the administration and political leadership. That's why if you go to the United States again, when, when a Republicans come to power, they clean offices and bring their people because yes. they want people who can implement their, their program. It doesn't have to get a highly qualified person into a position who will actually oppose and resist the program of a governing party. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, Mr. Mantashe. Anyone who understands politics will concur with you. But the question... All all, all I emphasize is that uh, in deploying cadres, it is not going to be political connection that is determining the deployment. It should be competence. So that as you, as you deploy a person, that person must be competent. That's why if you go to our statement and if you go to our discussion, you'll pick up the fact that, that thing, listen, one of the things that we should be doing now is to send young people to international institutions. They come back with competence, deploy them in the state bureaucracy. Because it, it is not going to improve on its own. We must intervene mm. decisively if the state is going to be capable.
And I think, uh, Mr. Matashe, what I was getting at here, the kernel of the matter is, yes, you have identified it. Yes, you are correct in what you are saying. But when will it uh, start, uh, this uh, uh, deployment of competent people into positions? Because as you yourself acknowledge, uh, very often there is the sentiment that someone somewhere said that uh, another person needs to be appointed into a position. And that is part of the problem at local government level, especially. Again, I, I, I wish people were doing comparative studies and see the improvement in terms of deployment of committed people at local government and in all other spheres of government. Uh, you will see that we have been making progress all the time. We have started to discussing about this two years ago. We have been implementing it. All we are saying is that there are still gaps where we think that we will find municipal managers who are not qualified who are messing up in local government. But you will find also uh, situations where a great number of municipal managers, there is a great improvement in terms of who are municipal managers, where we deployed competent financial people in many municipalities. That's why even when we talk of the billing system in that statement, we say in some municipalities the billing system is a disaster. Why we should, we'll have to address that issue, pay attention to it because it impacts directly on, 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 on the people. And just before I let you run, Mr. Mantashe, obviously the uh, protracted uh, platinum belt strike five months in already. But um, you have uh, spoken about foreign nationals who are talking for AMCO. Who are these foreign nationals? No, no. What we are talking about, uh, Sakina, is that strange behavior in, in bargaining can spoil the party. That's what we are saying. You know, when I was a trade unionist, we were trained by an institution in Salt River, Cape Town called the Labor Research Services, LRS. And what we never did was to take them to the bargaining chambers and make them spokespersons. To us, once you...